kind of show is this? <laughs> Music? Anybody? Wow. Uh, unbelievable. Here. It says it's playing. If I look at the studio, it says it's playing. I can't. Wow. Can you guys hear the music? And eh, whatever. I'm just going to fucking stop it. You've done it again, Blog Talk. That's now four weeks in a row. Good evening and welcome to Blue Shirt Underground Radio. Today is Thursday, December 11th. Two weeks until Christmas. Nine days until the viewing party. Uh, it, Eddie, I, I don't know about you. This schedule is just, it's getting to me. I feel like it's been weeks since I've been able to watch the Rangers <laughs> blow a two-goal lead. Weeks. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> I couldn't believe that they flashed that stat in the game the other night where the Rangers are undefeated. They're 6-0-1 when ha uh, having a lead going into the third period because I could have sworn this year they blew. I think they blew all the leads in the second period because now they're 7-0-1 after uh, blowing the lead uh, to that band. Talk about the Island of Misfit Toys. <laughs> Other than Malkin and Crosby. I mean, they were playing an AHL crew there. I mean, Pittsburgh just decimated by injuries. And uh, Steve Downey and Nick Spalling on your first line. Give it a break. And uh, Mark. And yet the Rangers I still almost lost to them. And then they still almost lost them. And, but the game was in, the game was pretty much in hand, you know, except for like you know at the five you know at the five six minute mark you have two goals in fifty four seconds, and everybody wanted to of course throw Mark Stoll on the cross. Listen, he whiffed. Whether the puck bounced, he still whiffed, and uh, everybody says everybody says he stinks. Well, uh, you know, last week I announced that I'm working on the uh, you know Ranger Crisis thing again, and I just was so happy to work of doing a thing on Mark Stahl. So I was kind of isolating Mark Stahl and 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 taping all the plays that he was involved in that game, and he had a good game actually. And I actually got to you know, and then he makes that play, and then it's like he's useless. He's uh, never recovered from the eye injury. He's never recovered from the concussion. He said it's over. You know, everybody went into, uh, like, apocalyptic, uh, you know, emotional distress when every time the Rangers give up a goal and somebody falls and somebody's there. Listen, it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty, Mark. Let's put it that way. But still, so, uh, yeah, I don't know what it is with this team. I don't know if they have the – it's a mental toughness thing. But it doesn't bode well. It doesn't bode well for any kind of solid run. And it's, we're, we're a long way off here. You know, we're a long way off, but... Hey God, we're five months away from the playoffs. Doesn't that seem ridiculous? <laughs> Doesn't that seem ridiculous? It is five months until the NHL playoffs. You know, the, the, the NFL season starts and is completely done in five months, right? Not even right. Uh, September, October, November, December, and then January, five months, considering that the Super Bowl is the very first weekend in February, five months, the NFL season is up running and done. 
and hockey's still at five months into it, and hockey's still got two months to go. They're just getting to the postseason. I know that that's how crazy it is. But you try to you try to kind of diagnose what's wrong now, and maybe I mean a lot of things are going to probably change, including the aforementioned Mark Stahl. I don't think he'll be with the team when it's all said and done, because uh, I don't want to pay the guy. And it's not really, it's not really because of his defense, which, you know, let's face it. I'm going to, you know, uh, it hasn't been, it's been inconsistent under the AV era, era to say the least. Um, It's been good, but hey, in this day and age, you have to add offense uh, as a defenseman. The days of uh, Ed Van Imp and, uh, you know, Dallas Smith bringing these guys in and they get one goal and six assists and a defensive defenseman. Yeah, that's okay if you're you're a five or a six, maybe. And even then, you want somebody who can move the puck, especially under Vigneault. You can't have a guy that you don't play on the power play that is a fourth, uh, is like a, you know, a three or a four. He's got some injury problems, the eye. The, 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 I just think you can't give that type of guy $6 million. And he's not Six tough million. in front of the net. He's not tough. And not that you can be so tough in front of the net, but he isn't. He's not imposing, especially for his size, which I think turns off a lot of Ranger fans, you know, you know, basically. Oh. I, you know, I don't, I don't, I'd have to ask people that we know that root for other teams. If that's a, if that's a universal thing, but yeah, look, I'm just as guilty as anybody else. I see a guy on the ice that's six foot four playing defense. I expect him to be physical. I, a forward too. I mean, look how long I picked on the, you know, Frankenstein when he was here right. for not being physical enough. You, you, you just expect it. Yeah, I, I even if it's not overt, just to be like the Rangers have never been that great at protecting Henrik. Uh, they got a little bit better last couple of years, but uh, you know, a lot of times they ran over him and they, they took liberties. And you want a guy that that size to to step in, and now he can't really step in. He's got a Bum eye, he's got concussions, or he can't fight, even if he wanted to change his game a little bit and get a little bit tougher. I don't think he's going to change his game. And with the Rangers having so much invested in the goaltender, Mr. Shampoo, uh, they they can't afford to pay Mark Stahl. They can't afford to pay him. And I, and I, I think, as it was mentioned on this great, Wonderful show last week, and I don't think the I don't think the Rangers even negotiate with them. The way the Rangers handle things, and uh, I, I, you never hear anything about it. A seventh round. Costa says he'd take a seventh round pick from Mark Stahl. Come on, get out of here, please. What are you? I think he's dipping into the spike, the eggnog again. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. He's eating that rum flavor, the, the, the rum cheesecake again. 
Yeah, you're hitting that rum cheesecake a little too hard. No, Mark Stoll definitely deserves more of that than that. I mean, you know, the guy is the guy's a floor. I mean, you know, on any team, not be the greatest four, but he's a four or three. Everybody wants Keith. Everybody wants Keith Yandel. Well, I'm pretty sure I watch more Keith. I'm pretty sure I watch more Keith Yandel than almost anybody that listens to the show. If you think it, he is not good defensively, he's not good defensively. And we went to the game against the Islanders, Coyotes against the Islanders. And it had to be one of the worst games he's played in his entire career. Oh, my God, he was terrible. Uh, Costa has has raised his uh, his de- demands to a six-round pick. Oh. All right. <laughs> I mean, they got more for that for Michael Delzato. Yeah, really. Good point. And although it was not a, a situation where, uh, I don't know if it was. Was Delzato's contract up? No, I don't think it was. I think, I think it's up the end was. of this year. Uh, his career may be up at the end of this year. But, uh, so... You know, Keith Yandel's, I think when people look at him, I think people just don't watch many Arizona games, so they just look at his, like, fantasy numbers. If you get Keith right. Yandel in fantasy league, you're like, oh, Keith Yandel, it's a very good defenseman. Because, you know, he gets you a lot of fantasy points. But in reality... Uh, yeah, and the, and the relocation rumors are circling them again, and there's rumors that the ownership told Donnie Maloney to cut the payroll and Maloney walked into the locker room after a game like a week ago and said, I'll trade every last one of you. If I have to. <laughs> wow. If Poor only Don Donnie Malone. showed that kind of emotion when he was a ranger. Well, he did. <laughs> I know. I'm just... He was excellent. Ranger. And he was uh, not a bad assistant GM. He wasn't all that great, but he wasn't that bad. Almost got the job. Almost. I mean, almost uh, got he, the big job. I mean, that they're always semi-competitive. The Coyotes. There was an article in. Uh, oh, they're terrible this year. I haven't. I really haven't been keeping up with them. I know that this is the post-Radim Vrabata oh, uh, era, so maybe that's what's got the. That's surprising because usually you're all over Phoenix Coyotes hockey. Well, it is radio ambient, as I dubbed it five years ago. Usually, you you know, you always want to talk Devin Dubnik and, and Mike Smith. And, you know, give me some give me some donor. Let me, let's talk Shane Doan. When is he going to retire? Come on, that guy's <laughs> And what's funny is, you know, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's one of those guys that, you know, he's he's a solid hockey player. But because he's one of those guys that he's a solid hockey player, but because he spent his entire career in one organization, everybody that roots for the organization, they think he's like Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, like, you know, he's, he's just Chris, Chris Drury with more longevity. Yeah. He'll be up there with uh, Frederick Olison and they <laughs> Don't they have a banner of Frederick Olison up there? No, they have their they have their ring of they have their ring of honor, and it's got Bobby Hall and Teppo Newmanin. Oh, Teppo Newman is up there. Teppo Newmanin. I was, as a matter of fact, um, Teppo Newmanin Knight was uh, not 
uh, I think was the game that was the game against the Rangers. I think when the, when Richard scored with just a few ticks on the clock, that might've been Teppo Newman and Knight. I don't remember now. I know Teppo Newman and Knight was a Ranger game. That I do remember. I do vaguely remember that too. I remember Sam saying something. Teppo, who was the sixth Moss, Moss brother. Um, <laughs> Teppo Newman, and, or, as, or as Sam would call him, Zeppo Newman. <laughs> Zeppo Newman. Well, you bring that up, and you know, <coughs> we'll uh, kind of uh, go off the pe- beaten path here with the range as well. Uh, well, of course, Phoenix is in financial trouble. We all know that. And the Panthers uh, are uh, terrible. But yet the NHL wants to expand. So apparently the they have given this guy who who's in charge of the Las Vegas, in theory, the franchise, has been given the go-ahead to do a season ticket drive to see to, to test the waters uh if you heard about this yes yes bill foley matt foley uh public speaker uh <laughs> motivational speaker matt foley's brother uh who was in a van down by the river wasn't oh, I was thinking of Mick Foley? Mick Foley is a man, the wrestler, mankind, and he, I don't know. He went by about six different names, if I remember correctly. Yes. And then Tim Foley, the uh, Mets shortstop from the good old days. Yes. Yes. But uh, how does this work? You know, you're a potential owner, but now you're going to test the market with a fake season ticket drive. I don't get this. Yeah, that but is strange. Come out and see the Las Vegas. Well, you don't really have a nickname yet. I mean, you know. Craps. What are you going to call it? The Craps. Call them the Dice. Oh, I'm over here now. I was over there, and now I'm over here now. <laughs> so, I'm over here now. See? That's right. I don't know. What are you going to name them? High Rollers? Sounds like a roller derby team. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to go on over there. They'll have some stupid desert cowboy Nevada name or something stupid. And a bunny. Call them the bunnies. I don't Las understand. Vegas. Well, come on. <laughs> Serious. Do we really need more teams? Can these greedy bastards, they can't resist that $100 million fee for a new team. I mean... I mean, I mean, come on, isn't it? Let's let's just start to contract here. Let's get some more quality here. I mean, come on. No, they'll never contract. See, I think everybody. I think there's. I think there's. There's a piece of pie for everybody, but you got to move. You you got to move the the teams that aren't drawing, and you got to move the Florida. You know the the Panthers, the the Coyotes. You know, and I'm so you know I'll still maintain that the worst thing the Coyotes ever did was move out to Glendale where they play now. If they were still downtown, I think that or I think they would have survived. But they can't survive out there. 
Margaritaville's closing out by the Coyotes Arena. So what else is there? What other reason do you have to go out there now? Oh, boy. So, yeah, no. let's get a team in Seattle. Let's see what they could do. Let's bring the scouts back, the Nordiques, whatever we got to do. Move the Devils, well, the Panthers. Well, well this guy that, uh, that writes for the Winnipeg Free Press, he brought up <laughs> a pretty good thing. No, I'm serious. This is serious. He, oh. he says, let these oh, teams that want to relocate Make them pay $100 million to relocate. So, if, for instance, if if Las Vegas wants the Panthers, uh, I don't know, the, the Panthers should move to Las Vegas and then, uh, you know, the Las Vegas owner gets the $100 million. I don't know what happens to the... I don't really now. I kind of miss it, but it's like, what happened to the owner who had the Panthers? I'm sure he won to sell the team. Your mark. He's a tool. Um. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a nice idea. Make him pay a hundred million dollars to relocate, but the problem is that nobody's going to relocate, and then you're just going to have franchises die off or go into bankruptcy, and and the NHL winds up running five of its own franchises. I don't know. And who knows if the Islander thing is going to work, you know, playing in that three quarters of a building with the scoreboard and one end of the ice. The Barclays off center. Barclays off center. A lot of good (laughs) basketball going on in New York, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Islanders, the new darlings of the NHL. It's all everybody's talking about. Oh, yeah. The the New York media has already dubbed them the only successful sports franchise in New York right now. Wow, they, we're just gonna got, we're just gonna forget about the team that just had a cup run. We'll forget right. about that. And if there's five we'll, months to the pl- five yeah. months to the playoffs, they haven't proven anything in the regular season. Right, regular right. season. So. We'll we'll completely forget about what the, the Yankees have gone twenty years without a losing season. We'll, we'll just forget about. Oh, no, it's the Islanders. Twenty games into an NHL season, they're the best sports franchise in New York. <laughs> it's not. Really, it doesn't take much anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, come on. They still have the same GM, the same coach that they lost for years and years. So, uh, uh, come on, nothing's changed over there. Except that Wang now is <laughs> speaking of gongs, gong show. <laughs> that Wang, I guess it's, Wang still owns some of the team, but it's not the majority owner. Is that how it's working over there? I have no idea what's going on. I, I heard he, I don't know. I heard they had, a, he, he was selling to somebody and then, and then they were suing him already for something. I don't big, big, big trouble in little China. That's all I know. <laughs> You're so bad, man. You're so bad. Dishonorable son. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> You are a bad man. So, uh, getting back to our beloved New York Rangers, I have a secret favorite. Now, everybody a secret knows, favorite? Well, I have to have a, a secret favorite player. Um, yeah. I also, my favorite player has been Ryan McDonough. I don't know what he's playing. Well, I think... I... Th- I have come to the conclusion 
that I think it's a problem with him being the captain. Now we we've kind of said this. Well, we saw this in Brian Leach a little bit, and it's the only thing I can explain it with. I think the guy is trying to do too much. Uh, I think he doesn't know how to separate yet the off-ice stuff with the on-ice stuff. Now, I may be going a little too Freudian in this, digging a little too deep into the psychology. No, I like it. I like it. You're adding a little highbrow to the show. I think that the man, first, first time, by the way, (laughs) I'm adding a highbrow. No, it was that that night you had that bottle of Schweppes. Yeah. (laughs) That was classy. Yeah, that was classy when it was a whole ginger ale thing. Um... I uh, I think when you become a captain, and I I think it's you have a, an extra weight on you to sit there in the locker room and explain why you lost, why you won, and I think he's out on the ice trying to do too much and overthinking it. And he's making some terrible plays out there. And he, this guy was a rock, and is a rock. Not a Rocco Sansone or a rock who goes in, but a rock. And, Love uh, me like a rock. And combined with Girardi and Mark Stahl being a little bit inconsistent, and Dan Boyle uh, didn't have such a great game, I thought, against Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, I, I think it's ha- he's having a hard time finding it yet. I'm not saying it's not going to come, but I think it, that's one of the reasons. I think we kind of underestimate. We think we'll figure, well, because let's face it, the only reason he's captain is for one reason. Why? Why do you think he's captain? Because you can't make the goalie the captain. Okay, but because <laughs> he's going to be here for a while, that would be my. I mean, right? He's their best player. He's their best <sighs> indication of a future, having an all-star on the back line. For he's going to be here for a while. It's not because he's a fiery guy, because he's not. I've met the guy. He's not outspoken. He's not really. Uh, he's not really a talker. You know what I'm saying? He's not. Right. I don't think he's the kind of guy who's going to sit down and tell you know, uh, you know, Michael Costa, listen, you got to improve your play here. I mean, this, you know, <laughs> he's not going to sit down with another guy and say, "Come on, boys, let's go, let's get it going." I mean, I don't know if that happens today in today's NHL. I mean, you know, uh, but I don't. So he's kind of low key. Similar to what we spoke about Brian Leach. Brian Leach was not an enthusiastic guy. He was a guy who led, by example, on the ice. That's what McDonough does. And I think he's struggling with that. That's maybe, you know, maybe a cop-out. Maybe he's just having a bad year. But something's different. Well, is 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 it damaging? Uh, Is it damaging to sit him down and say, hey, look, you know, you're only 24 years old, and maybe we take the C off you for a little while. We give it to, we give it to Saint Louis, and uh, you well, know, I was, 
I was you relax about- a little bit. Is that is that a crime? I don't know. Is that a? I know they talk about it like you know it's. It's like a slap in the face. Is that a slap in the yeah, face? Yeah, I don't know. Is it? I don't know. What do the people think? If it saves his season, is it that bad of a of a of a thing? <clears throat> I don't know. Um, now I know we're we're jumping around a little bit here tonight, but you know we haven't played in in like a month and a half. You know they're on. It's like they're as far as I'm concerned, they're in Europe or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you remember for weeks I've been threatening to tell this Sean Avery story that I have. Yes. Can we do the? Can I do this now before I forget? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Let me tell you this Sean Avery story. Okay. <clears throat> um, November fourth. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. On November fourth, which was uh, we had a show that day. Okay. I get an email first thing in the morning, and it's from this guy, uh, Michael Martinez. Okay. And I'll just give you the first, it's a very long email, but I'll just give you the first few lines. Uh, Theater for the New York, for the new city presents negative is positive. A new play by Christy Smith Sloman featuring NHL star and former New York Ranger, Sean Avery, November 6th through November 30th tells you where it's going to be, tells you what it's about and a little bit about Avery and a little bit about some of the other people that are going to be in the, in the, in the play. It says, and then at the bottom, it says interview inquiries and tickets contact Michael Martinez at such and such a number. So I send them an email back and I said, good morning, Michael. I said, let me know if there's an opportunity to interview Sean. I said, my co-host and I do an internet radio show that's all about the Rangers. I said, and for some ungodly reason, this piece of garbage is still one of the most popular players in their recent history. Okay, I didn't say that. I said, I said, and Sean is still one of the most popular players in recent history. I said, would he be interested in coming on the show to talk about the play and his days with the Rangers? Let me know and we can schedule the time to talk to him maybe Monday, November 10th in the evening because I knew, according to the email this guy sent me, that they had no show that they had no play that day. Okay. Say what you want about Sean Avery, and Lord knows I have. There's no doubt in my mind that that guy would be a fantastic interview because he would say, he would tell us whatever we wanted to know about John Tortorella and, and more not yeah. to mention other players around the league. The guy oh, would yeah. be a fantastic all-time guest, a guest that we would be talking about for years. So with, and literally within minutes, I get an answer from this guy and it says, hold on. Uh, it says, yes. Um, I can, and I can give you two tickets to the show. To give away on your, he says, I can give you two tickets to the play. He says, and the winner can also, uh, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping around a little bit. Uh, okay. He responds to me and says, thank you. I will contact Sean ASAP to see if he is available for an interview. Where would you need to conduct the interview? Please forward the studio address. You are also welcome to come see the play. If you wish I can arrange comp tickets to opening night. So I responded. I said, it's an internet radio show. He could be wherever he wants and call in from his cell phone. 
if you want to provide two tickets for opening night, I said, we could give them away to listeners on the show. I said, uh, and I asked him when opening night was blah, blah, blah. And he responds, yes, I can give you two tickets to the play. He says, I'll also give you comps to the opening night party at this lounge in New York City. Oh, Just send me, the, send me the person's name and, and we'll get it all done. He asked me to promote the Facebook page for the play. I said I would do that. I told him how to get in touch with. I gave him my number, how to get in touch with me, uh, how to get how to call into the show. You know, my usual spiel that I give to any guest, we will accommodate. We, I mean, we have, I mean, we interviewed Chris Kreider at 11 o'clock in the morning. You interviewed Olf Nielsen at 10 o'clock in the morning. We are very accommodating when we want a guest, you know, somebody we want to talk to. We'll pretty much do whatever is best for them. We don't, we don't typically say, well, we're on at nine o'clock. And if you want to be on our show, you got to be on at nine 30. Right. So then. <laughs> Now, so this is where we've left it. Okay, this guy is going to give us two tickets to the show to give away on uh, to, uh, two tickets to the play to give away on our show, and he's going to set somebody up to go to a cast party, and you know it sounds like a pretty cool New York, you know, real city right. type I, I, experience. I'm wondering right? where this is going to go. I, I I think I know where this is going to go, but um, I'm I'm kind of intrigued. You know, and, you know, you get to, and I'm thinking, oh, you're going to get to maybe hobnob with Sean a little bit, get to, you know, whatever. It's going to be a fun thing for somebody, something different. Okay. So then this is where we leave it off. And I tell him, and I tell him, uh, he responds to me and says, I spoke to Sean. This week he is focusing on the play. Next week should be better. Okay. I said, I responded to him. I told him that's no problem. I said, we didn't want to do it till next week anyway, because tonight, you know, there was a show that day. I said, we want to have time to promote it. But, 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 but. That's where we leave it off. During the show that night, I get an email from the guy, Jim, please hold off on offering any tickets. I can't offer them. I'll send you a message once I get full info from Play's producer. I respond to him. I said, no worries. I'll do what you want. Any word on an interview. He immediately responds to me, not yet. I'll get back to you ASAP. Now, this is we're on the air while I'm having this con this last part of the conversation with him. He sends me another email that says, Jim, here's page six of the New York Post article just posted on Sean Avery. He's <laughs> out of the play. And then the link. And then I said, and I did I respond to him? And I I said, God, he would have been a stellar interview. He's such, he's still such a loose cannon. And I said, thanks for trying so hard. So in the span of a day, we went from an almost guaranteed interview with Sean Avery to a, to a complete, complete loss. All because Sean Avery is still just an, as big an idiot as he was when he was in the NHL. Because when I you read imagine? that, I read that and I was like, Ah, oh, this guy's. What is he pulling? Watch, but I didn't know what was going behind the scenes. And if I would have read that and knew what was going on, I would have been like, "Ah, oh, just all luck. We had it. We were right. gonna hobnob. We had right. Avery. We could have got the the lowdown on Tortorella. How stuff that no, never been revealed. We could have wrote a yeah. book about that interview. Yeah." It could have been a hundred brand new things Ranger fans need to know and do before they <laughs> die. Well, John Tortorella. It could have just been Tortorella. <laughs> right. 
and every other player that he's had to run in Marty and uh, right, know. of course. And there had to be guys in the Ranger locker room when he came back that that didn't want him there when he came back from Dallas and that whole circus. Yeah, and, and I didn't work up and want him. <laughs> sloppy seconds and Dion Phaneuf. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't want to say anything because I'm like, you know, it, it just all seemed, you know, it looked like I was making progress, but I didn't want to jinx it. And I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. And it all seemed too good to be true that we were going to get him. I mean, cause he's like right up there with like an all time get like Phil Esposito. He's another one I would love to have on. I've said that a hundred times if we ever had him, because he's another one that would just say everything he would tell that there'd be nothing left when, they, when we were done with Espo. So yeah, so it was all because you know he's still he's still Sean Avery. Sean Avery. Sean Avery. <laughs> Could have played the Dubinsky song. You would have loved it. <laughs> yeah, the Voros no more because Voros was always clinging on to him. Yeah. Oh, God, the one that got away. Yeah. He had to be a dick. Right, and it was over pizza or something. He flipped out over pizza. And he wound up off the show. Still a classic. <laughs> oh, I didn't know I could hit those uh, soprano notes. Good. Absolutely. That was beautiful. I, I, I have a good range. Good range. You do? Uh, yeah, so that's... Uh, so that's the Sean Avery story I've been holding on to for oh, a month, a little over a month now. I keep it just... Every time I meant to get to it, we we get off tangents. And, so... Well, I want, okay, well, I'd, now I got it. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, jeez. Good uh, boy. Good boy. Uh, so, uh, every era. So uh, let's talk about this viewing party. Cause I really want to start to rev up the promotion of this viewing party. Cause it's going to be like kind of a holiday party. If you think about it, I mean, it's going to be taking place. What on the 20th, the 19th and 20th, we're going to be doing this, this thing. 20th and 21st, 20 and 21st. I'll be, right. I'll be a day early, but the 20th and 21st, I mean, this 20th, it's, a, it's like a holiday party. You guys got to come out. And um, like I said, uh, we're gonna we got some prizes. I got the Kevin Klein autograph picture. He's he's the new Ranger darling now. Oh boy! Right. Oh, they love him now. Russ Cohen's writing articles about him. Everything is. <laughs> That's how you know you've made it. <laughs> you, Russ Cohen writes an article about you. You know right. that you have uh, you, you've hit the prime time. Uh. And it was funny. This could be the climax um, of my career, boy. <laughs> Evil, Kevin, Evil Klein. Kevin Klein checking in. Yeah. Uh, I love uh, how he told you that he just wanted to hit his career high in goals, and then did it in like the next game, and then topped it. I mean, everything he's putting on on net goes in. I mean, and. and God bless. God bless. Now they're calling this the greatest trade of all time. Kevin. Yes. Michael, Michael it's, Kevin better than, it's better than the Messier trade now. I, mean, I know. I think so, so a little, people are overstating a little. Let's, let's, let's keep in perspective, people. 
I know they're not a lot of really uh, overt bright spots in the Rangers season this year, but or, or history. I, I, appreciate, I appreciate yes, I appreciate <laughs> Kevin Klein. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not around, ready to build an altar for him or run out and get a Kevin Klein jersey. Okay, as Bill but Parcells would say, let's not anoint him just yet. Oh, your boy Parcells. You know who he likes? He loves that Andrew Luck. Oh boy. Did he? First, yeah, yeah, I heard him on uh, New York radio about a couple of weeks ago. First of all, he sounds horrible. I didn't even know who it was. I thought it was an old-time like college coach, like Woody Hayes or some, some guy. He, Woody Hayes is probably dead, but like, it was like a 90-year-old coach. He was like, hey, right, right, <laughs> Yeah, well, he did, um, he did one of those uh, football life documentaries on NFL Network. I don't know if you've ever watched those. They're very yeah, good yeah, documentaries. I like them. Yeah, I like but, them. But his was very, very depressing. I mean, he's just, he's like, a, you know, my wife was watching it with me. And, and I said, boy, this is sad. I said, he's just like a, a sad old man. And she says, but why? And I said, well, I said, honestly, I said, I think it's because he regrets a lot of the decisions he made in his football career. Because in the end, his word meant absolutely nothing. That's right. He, I mean, he bailed on the Giants. He bailed on the Patriots. He bailed on the Jets. He bailed on what? the Bucks twice. Did he leave us Al Groh to... Uh... <laughs> yeah. he left Belichick quitting as the HC of the NYJ. Oh, and then he's... The rumors that he's sitting out in the parking lot on the phone with George Young trying to convince... Or Welly Tamara to, to fire Jim Fossil and hire him as GM and... Jim Fossil yeah. was an offensive guru. <laughs> he took him to the playoffs. He took the Giants to the playoffs with Danny Cannell. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> but my, I, my friend's father hated, hated Jim Fossil. I mean, he's supposed to be an offensive guru. That's all he would yell at the TV. All right, still so, had, he still yeah. had garbage to work with. That's true. Now, getting guy back mentored to- John Elway, but anyway, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Next week on the show, Jim Fossil. Jim Fossil. Uh, getting back to I got now. It's funny. Remember, I had mentioned that I was giving away an autograph Rafael Diaz New York oh, Range you- hockey card. I'm sorry. Wait, I, I, I breaking up there for a second. Okay. An autographed what? An autographed Rafael Diaz Range hockey. Oh, I love it. And you come to the party, you win. (laughs) And we're going to have tamales. (laughs) He realized (laughs) that's what's funny when you say he's on the Rangers for 15 seconds, right? The Rangers have had guys that played 15 years on the team. They have they have no songs. This guy was around for six games. He's got we've got three songs in the studio for, for Rafael Diaz. <laughs> well, lo and behold, my friend Jim and Blue Shirt Underground fans, I unwrapped the pack earlier in the week, and guess who was sitting at the top of the pack? <gasps> Hold on, my neighbors are dancing outside my window. 
another Rafael Diaz autograph. Wow! It's a twofer. It's a twofer. It's unbelievable that they've actually got a picture of an Arrangers <laughs> uniform with this auto. <laughs> that must have this on one. He's actually on the ice, so this. Had been, <laughs> <laughs> it was a rare quick. shift. I know. Wow. So probably game one of the finals where he was a minus twelve. <laughs> oh, that's when you guys went to that game. Yeah. Also. I have a Ranger, I guess it's like a, a cutout of the shield signed by Ron Greshner and Nick Fatiu. Uh, Ooh. I'm going to bring. And one more hockey card, an Anthony Duclair Young Guns Upper Deck Rookie card. And now the Duke uh, apparently is playing in the... Uh, junior tournament. What tournament is he yes. playing in? Uh, World Juniors, isn't it? Oh, that's right. The World Junior Championships. I forgot it was that yes. time of the again. Uh, could we explain to me, perhaps, anybody anybody in the, the glorious chat room, or perhaps you, why the hell we didn't sign him, uh, send him down after eight or nine games so he would have his eligibility, save a year of his, uh, on his, uh, you know, ELC. I mean, does anybody know why? Well, I don't think they had to sign him. I think he was exempt from that, but I forget what the rule was. Okay. I think he was exempt from, from that. All right. Okay. <laughs> you so. really like him? I, I don't think they've really handled him well. Uh, he's free, yeah, get scratched. Blah, 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 blah. I see Tanner Glass's back, speaking of... Oh, thank God. The mumps. We're over the mumps. A couple of new guys just checked in with the mumps today, didn't they? We have a few new, few new uh, mumps patients in the league. Oh, well, who? Who's got the mumps? We Don't should have I a segment today. of who's got the mumps. <laughs> <laughs> who's got the mumps? Give me that name. <laughs> And now it's time for What's Bumping? Now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, What's Harpooning? <laughs> got the bumps. Wait, 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 wait. We need this. Oh, man. Um, hold on. I'm looking it up. I'm looking right, it up. Right, theme song. You ready? Here it goes. Who's got the mumps? Give me their name. Give me their number. Who's got the mumps? All right. I got the virus. I got the bathroom <laughs> Yes. The young Ed guy. His first broadcast. <laughs> I got the virus. I go to the bathroom a lot. Nothing's changed in 47 Nothing's years. Nothing's changed. <laughs> uh, uh, in now, listen. In 2013, the CDC says there were 438 mumps cases in 39 states. And now all of a sudden, like 10 guys in the NHL got the mumps. I, who wow. was the... Tanner Glass. Didn't Corey Perry have him before he hurt his knee? Yeah, but I thought, I thought like just today, a couple of... Maybe Zach Parisi? Or, 
Is that I, thought, I don't know. I gotta spend my whole night looking through the mumps report. The mumps report. Mumford mumps. Sons. <laughs> oh God. I can't stand that group. I just I don't know. All <laughs> right. I I don't know. I'm just grouchy. My wife's a big fan. She's a big yeah, fan. She met uh, them actually. Really? She got them yeah, she got to meet them. Her um her sister up in Vegas, uh future home of the Vegas craps hockey team. Uh, she won like a radio contest and they got VIP tickets to one of their shows and got to go backstage and meet them. Yeah. The, the whole bit Their their music. It, they're okay. I, I don't go crazy well, I for mean, them. Like I some... saw them on, I saw them on Saturday live. They were good. It's just not my, my type of thing. Guy playing a washboard and you know, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't even know. Irish folky. I don't know. That's how I, yeah. yeah it's like that. I like those newer bands like Foreigner and <laughs> You're as cold as ice. That Lou Graham does he does have a great voice. What about Tony Bennett? Um so where were we? Totally got the viewing party. Let's get back to okay. the viewing party. Everybody's got to show up for this. I think it's going to be a it's going to be an old timer. I mean, there's giveaways. You know, Derek Bassard might show up. Oh wait, that's right. That Even though they're playing, yeah, <laughs> he, he he may request to be a healthy scratch just to come to our viewing party. Right. It's going to be a Percy's Tavern, Fourteenth uh, or Thirteenth at Avenue A. Uh, I'm told it's very easily accessible by the New York City subway. What's Cosell doing? Is he promoting this thing? Is he got like signs outside? It's up. Come on. Uh, yeah, uh, well, last I heard, he had he had draped a banner off the side of the Empire State Building. Oh, uh, you know, he, he was. He, uh, he hired an airplane with a banner. You know, it said the banner said "Fire John Idzik," and then after it, it said "Blue Shirt Underground Radio Viewing Party," December twentieth. You know, uh, he's he's walking up and down the street. He's got a sign. You, you got those sign guys. Yeah, I get you're dripping there. with sarcasm. I got you. I got you. I hear you. <laughs> Do they have those back there? These guys on the corner with the with the sides with the arrows and they spin them and they're, they're you know under the leg and the fancy the fancy schmancy sign moves. Because they're here on every in Arizona, they're on every corner. I mean, you can't you can't throw a rock and not hit a homeless person with an arrow sign for either a pawn shop or a smoke shop or uh, a car wash or a thrift store. They're on every corner. Oh, all right. Well, listen. Hopefully, we get a lot of people down there. <laughs> I think we will. It'll be Christmas time in the city, and uh, yeah, come into the city early. You know, go sit on Santa's lap at Macy's, and and hopefully have some kind of audio system there. Maybe bring a you know, bring your iPods, your things, or whatever. And I think we should let's have go a see the tree. No, well, I might actually do that. But besides that, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a sombrero, and we play the Mexican hat dance, and we all dance around it. Uh, I would rap- do that in a heartbeat. I'll do it around a ranger hat. I don't care. Yeah. With it with castanets. I have some of them. 
Why do you have a pair of castanets? You karaoke, man. I have the karaoke machine. I got all kinds of stuff. You know karaoke. You're a big-time karaoke guy. <laughs> yeah, but even we're, we're in northern Mexico, and we don't have castanets at our karaoke party. We got every, anything percussion-wise, anything to get people to participate at this house. That's what we do. So That's so, how we do. So you got, like, this big karaoke scene at, at, at Geik Manor going on when, when it's on. I mean, when, 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 when you call karaoke night, I mean, it's crazy. You got people, you know, running around with castanets and tambourines and we got tambourines, uh, we got kazoos. the maracas. The maracas. No, we only bring out the kazoo because uh, my cousin Phil plays guitar and ukulele. Sometimes he'll bring the uke, and I'll play kazoo. He claims I'm one of the better kazoo players out there. Um, uh, the fact that he said that, I it's like, it's like karaoke hee-haw over there. Oh, it's like an insane, <laughs> insane asylum when he brings the ukulele. You know, it's like, it's just so weird. Now, I have you to know. tell you this, um, a good friend of mine, Mark Kwiatkowski, who is in the Eagles with me, he was just in our chat room and he is, he is one of our karaoke hosts over at the club. And he just texted me, and the text said, karaoke with castanets? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Listen, you got to get everybody participating. Got to get them involved. All right. All right. Ooh. 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 Nah, so. Uh... All right, so. Well, they call him Quickie in the locker room. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> they call him Quickie in the bedroom. Jim, they used to yep. call me Quickie back in the 70s. I used to run around with Diana Ross. <laughs> anyway, all right. So we got this viewing party. I think I cannot confirm this yet, but I do believe that Russ Cohen and Adam Raider will be on hand. So if you have their books, bring their book. They'll sign it for you. Eddie and I will sign the 100 things to do before uh, you become a Ranger fan. <laughs> no, I got that wrong. 100 <laughs> Ranger things a Ranger fan should know and do before they die. Eddie and I will sign our pages for you, like your high school yearbook. We'll turn your ring. We'll wear your Letterman's jacket. Whatever we got to do to get you out there. That's right. Big time push, big time push. We got. I'm, I'm getting psyched. I want to meet everybody again. You know, because I was thinking about it. You know, we've been doing this show five years, sometimes, and you know, I met a lot of people through this this show, and I consider them friends. Like, I mean, I'm not saying we're besties with all, all these people, but like, I've seen Rocco like three times, and and five. You know, I like to see Rocco Sansone. You know, I mean, he's a good guy, and. Close, I see a little bit more often because you know we, we get together once in a while, and, uh, and even seeing Mr. French down there, and and, and Rock, and all just everybody. That's like I want to see that guy from the the band Bayside. That guy, what's his name? Nick. Uh, uh, I texted him last week. He said he should be able to make it. And so, uh, and they're coming back out here in March. I'm excited. And what about the kid, the kid, what's the guy's name? Uh, Chris, the meat just got married. Uh, Chris, I believe Chris has already confirmed on Facebook that he will be oh, there. Great. Yeah. Great. 
I like all, all these guys. I mean, uh, you know, I, I consider uh, their friends. You know, blue twenty three, absolutely twenty three, blue paint. Another guy I met early on through you. Just yep. a lot of people. Jonathan I'm. Uh, Are you going to be I'm there, s- Jonathan? Barf Dolan. I'm calling you all out in the chat room. Thank. Show up. Uh, Grossman's in Minnesota. He ain't making it. The great Roy Erickson, the rocket Roy Erickson. How about you? Matty Meatballs, all of you. All of you. You sound like my father. All of you. All of you. Your room's a mess. All of you. Right now, I think we have 25 confirmed uh, in the Facebook event. Oh, that's Uh, good. But that does not include... Uh, I'm not even sure it includes you, to be honest with you. I don't know if you could go or not. So that doesn't include you. Russ Cohen has confirmed that he will be there. Uh, that is one other thing. Ricky Itazu, who everybody knows and loves, uh, had asked if he could come and bring a memorabilia, memorabilia table. I said, I'm sure. I don't care because he'll, I know he'll promote it. So we may have some more people coming and. And Ricky's always a. I mean, as, as long as an he's interesting okay with... cat. Oh, I sorry with. As long as sorry with Colin. Colin. But... Uh, I'm fine. Whatever. He can bring anything he wants. I, it looks like Margaret Hurley's going to be there. Nice. Uh, Anthony Rodriguez is going to be there, who we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, Anthony, who calls into the show every once in a while, he's going to be there. My uh, Emily Lauren will be there. Oh, Emily. Emily, yep. We're going to see Emily. Hope she the brings the family again. Yeah, I hope so, too. The great John and Pat Hill will be there. Mario Morgato will be there. So it's, I mean, this is, this is, ladies and gentlemen, this is a who's who of the group that has been with us for going on six years. I mean, the, the names I just rattled off, I mean, these are, they're the very foundation that this program is built on. I only wish Joe Catroni could get his ass in a car out of Nashville there and, 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 and yeah. be there for this. Howie, once again, what are you busy every time? I mean, uh, come on. I know you got a family and all that stuff, but dump them. I don't break. think Howie likes to leave the Poconos. I think that's his, <laughs> I don't think he leaves the house. He works from home. Yeah. I think he lives in like Katsi territory. So it's a kind of a drive for him. He's up by my dad. He's, Howie's about 10 minutes from my dad. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, dad, the carpool. So uh, my brother and his new uh, his girlfriend, who is a psychotic Ranger fan. Oof. <laughs> good, thing you, good thing you tacked on that ending there. No, I mean, she's nuts about the Rangers. Good. She like, has her own goal song, my brother tells me. Wow. Uh, she hits my brother in the, you know, kind of punches him in the shoulder every time he says something negative about the Rangers. So she has all the things that I'm looking for in a, a future sister-in-law. Awesome. So uh, it is uh, 210 Avenue A in New York City. It is 14th Street and Avenue A. Um, and their website, I just posted it in the chat room, but it is Percy's uh, uh, per- ny.com 
and the great Colin Cosell will be behind the bar. They're going to have drink specials for us. They're going to have food specials for us. We're going to be giving stuff away. We're going to be watching the Rangers take on the Hurricanes. It's going to be a spectacular night. We're going to get trashed. We're going to paint the town silly. We're going to run through Times Square and knock the heads off the costumes. The whole bit. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know what else you want. Well, they call him Quickie in the locker That's room. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good. Now I'm even more psyched. I know we got some confirmations. Who's the other? It's Carlos coming. He's another one. Uh, Carlos De Haas. Yes. Uh, also Remember known that? as he, he's the guy that's known as uh, KK, right? Q-U-E-K-A-Y, isn't that him? Carlos De Haas? Yes. I've got to, I've got to contact some of these people personally. The mouth is going to start putting the pressure on. Putting a squeeze on peeps. Uh, I do not see him on the confirmation list. Well, I see a lot of big on. I see a lot of big names on the maybe list, like the great Helen Yoon, uh, yeah. Kevin Monaghan. Uh, let's see. Uh, Eddie Geik is unconfirmed. <laughs> I'll be there. But My he, wife but he there. has been invited. I have. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't have a show without you, Scooby-Doo. I can't. Uh, uh, here we go. Uh, let's see. My son will be there. I don't think my brothers are going to be there, but with good reason. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We should have a good group. We usually yeah. wind up somewhere between 50 and 75 people. So, and coast is bringing the rally monkey, which I love. And he's got this, uh, Budweiser red light that lights up when the goal goes in. Uh, I don't know exactly how it's going to work, but, uh, he wants to see if he can get synced up to Percy's Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi. I'll have to find out if they have Wi-Fi. Yes. I would. So everything's looking good. And then, you know, come on, Colin, Colin's got his own uh, group, too. I'm, I'm, putting right. pressure, I'm putting him down under pressure, too, Colin. Right. Pressure. I have a whole pressure well, list here. You know, uh, so, I, I you know, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then uh, some of us, the next night, will actually be at the Garden. It's my first trip to the newly transformed Madison Square Garden. Eddie's going with us. His wife is going with us. Costa's going. B23 Blue Pain's going. Oh, he is um, good. Yep, yep. I'm going to go stay at his house Saturday night, I think. That's the plan. So we'll go into the city. We'll uh, whoop it up. My, and bro my brother's going to be at the game with his girlfriend, but he, uh, he got in too late to get seats with us. But oh, okay. So maybe we'll see him outside before the game. You know, the game. Now, are you together? Are you schlepping into the city on back-to-back -back days? I know you had you were uh, considering uh, no, lodging. Man. We're going to be staying in the city overnight. Oh, where are you staying? I don't know. Let me ask my wife, Chris. Where are we staying in the city? The plaza. Christina. We're all going. We're all going. Where are we, where are we staying in the city? <laughs> Don't tell Eddie. We're all going. When the viewing party's over, wherever they're staying, we're all going. What's the name of it? 
See, see, he's away. Now, listen, we're all going wherever they're staying. The Fairfield Midtown. The Fairfield Midtown. I, I that'll be very that'll be really nice for just the two of you when <laughs> when the party's what, over. Party here? What's going on? Yeah, you guys are gonna make this into. Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, you're right by the garden. That's perfect. Everybody, <laughs> everybody up to the. Everybody up to the Fairfield Midtown for the after party. <laughs> oh boy, I had a the after that. party. <laughs> it's gonna be the Hard Rock all over again. Oh boy, I wake up eight hours later with my pants around <laughs> in my <laughs> in my bathing suit, not knowing what the fuck's going on. Yeah, boy, that was a wacky time. <laughs> Oh, uh, Coast, you're staying at your uncle's house in Jamaica? Well, if, you I rebond. Need a, if you need a ride out there, well, whatever you need. Take the train. Take the train. Costa in Jamaica. I'd pay to see that. What? I don't uh, So, anyway. All right. So, let's recapitulate. We got the viewing party on the 20th. Percy's Tavern in the City. The after party is at the Fairfield Midtown. Bring your own uh, it's a bring your own bottle party for a nightcap. And then we're back in the city. Or at least some of us are <laughs> on the 21st. Oh, well, All right. Should we do, we, we, we might have people that want to talk about the about Yeah, yeah. The let's go to the phones and then uh call it a night. All right, let's see who we got here. Three four seven three seven two. Who's this? Three four seven three seven two. You're on the air. Nobody. <laughs> Hold on. I haven't done this in a while. Where is it? There it is. All right, Howie, are you on hold or you you want to get on the get on the air? You got to tell me there. <laughs> Beat. Oh, I want. <laughs> Brian said he's bringing a sleeping bag to, <laughs> to viewing party. <laughs> it's gonna be like thirty people on the floor in Eddie and Christina's room. It's gonna look like jo- Jonestown the morning after. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right. You know, I, uh, <laughs> why Howie says I can talk. Well, we, we don't need you to talk. If you want to talk, fine. Well, he's Howie. on the air. Hey, 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 what do you say? Hey, hey, what do you say? I'm flying hey, out yeah. a week from today. I know wow. you are. Hey, you'll be won't be far from me. Hey, no. I'm telling you, cut. Katsy lives ten minutes from my house too. Does he? Oh, well, yeah. what, maybe we'll go. We'll go Christmas Carol in the Katsy's house. Yeah, we'll get into the good. Get into the. We'll get into a good Scotch. I bet you when the Forty uh, ers lose, you can probably hear Katsy. No. Well, him and his son, they both live. They both appear. So. Yeah, and they they're big time Forty ers Oh, I know. But man, the big time the between games. Yeah, Katsi, one of the games. one of the all time great Rangers. Yeah, one year. <laughs> 54, 
54 games. I, I, listen, he was one slightly of the longer than Rafael Diaz. Ah, <laughs> uh, you guys. Hey, at least he, I, was, I, he was drafted by Rafael. Doxy's <laughs> the man. Now, uh, what was I going to say? You got me on track. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the schedule. Is this some kind of makeup for last year and their hideous schedule? Because it's I not really know. helping these big gaps. No, I mean, this is what, two weeks in a row where they haven't played go an entire almost week without playing a game. When are they going to hit the stretch where they start playing three games in four nights every week again? Because they're going to have to make up for this at some point, right? And haven't they yeah. played a, a, a small amount of road games? Yeah, they've only played nine out of 26. Which is not helping oh, yeah. the bond process either. Yeah, well, here you go. The West Coast swing that they're on is three games in four nights. And then they they come, they play Tuesday in Calgary. And then they're off until Saturday, the day of the viewing party. And that Saturday starts three games in four nights. Uh, there you go. So Man. I knew it was going to happen. Uh, yeah, well. Now, they threw out a stat. In the game the other night, and I, I may have mentioned this earlier in the show. I actually forget the, what happened an hour ago. But um, that the Rangers going into the third period, and this has been a trend for like since when Tortorella started, they're 7-0-1 going into the, the, the third period with the lead. And I would say to myself, you know, I could have sworn they blew a lot of a lot of leads this year. So I'm assuming they blew a lot of leads in the second period this year. You know, where well, they yeah, but up, I mean, they they blew the well, they blew the lead in, against Pittsburgh, but still won the game. Right, right. But when did but they, they blow the, the well? Detroit they blew in the second period. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that game, and and I'm kind of okay with that. We didn't talk much about the Penguins game, to be honest with you. I well, what's what was to say about the Penguin games other than... I've forgotten well, it. It was so long ago. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, you, you're grateful they got the, the two points. I mean, they really should have held Pittsburgh to none. And, you know... Well, your boy of, Camp Talbot on Saturday night, Mr. Saturday night, couldn't get it done against the Wings. No, we, I blame the defense. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I mean, what, on each goal, the guys fell down and literally took us out of the play. <laughs> That was another game. They, they, they. Oh, all I heard was Micheletti and that Micheletti or Giannone. Oh, by the way, oh, John Provolone. Ooh. Ooh. John Provolone. You want to hear this beauty of a of a call? I, I was told you before the show. Listen, I know we 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 bust on the announcers for the Rangers, but have have you? Do you listen to any other broadcast in hockey or any other sport where people? Don't know what's going on. I mean, it doesn't matter what fool they put in behind the mic up there calling. Blah, blah, blah. Here's Giannone's calling the Detroit game. Rangers look to start out. Here comes San Luis. Step on great defensive play. San Luis drops it off for Boyle. Now Boyle in front. They score. Oh, no. Nope. Looked like it might have hit the crossbar. <laughs> oh, nope. Oh, no. Nope. I'm telling nope. you. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. First of all, he says Rangers like he's like Bobby, like he uh, Peter Brady. Rangers, why? Listen to this. Rangers 
Look to start out. Here comes San Luis. Step on. Great defensive play. San Luis drops it off for Boyle. Now Boyle in front. They score. Oh, no. Looked like it might have hit the crossbar. My mother once told me to get something for dinner. St. Louis grabbed the 3-2 lead on the Islanders in the third. You scoreboard watching, you want those Islanders to lose so bad, don't you? Um, oh, I, well, who cares? I mean, the guy the league. wall. Yep. How about Nino Niederreiter getting the game winner off him the other night after they blew a three-goal lead? That doesn't suck. Uh, yeah, it's kind of karmic for uh, Minnesota having blown a big lead to the Rangers, and then they come back from a big deficit against the Islanders. Yeah. And then, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm, looking at the range. I'm looking at the Rangers schedule going into January. Lots of road games. After this road trip, they play, what, um, Four of the next six at home, and then man, they're like on the road most of January. Maybe. From the side, from the side. Maybe that's what they need: get out on the road, a little bonding, little you know, yeah. little sleeping in hotel rooms. That's what I'm saying. I think that that would showering help. together. You know, oh, that's, that's a little too crazy. <laughs> but you're right. Though. Run around oh. naked. That is exactly. They call him Quickie in the locker room. You know. As far as <laughs> as far as other teams broadcasters, yeah, there are a lot of other teams that have better broadcasters. I hate to say it, but the Rangers do. I mean, I it's not a matter. A lot of people say, "Oh, you want to listen to this guy? He's such a homer." No, I just want some kind of professionalism. Yeah, Guys, who know when the puck goes in the net. Yeah, is that too much to ask? Come on, no, it's not. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> imagine that yeah. in baseball. It's a grand yeah. slam. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I watch a lot of the. Well, that's John Sterling, though. Oh my god! He's all wrapped up. In, he's all wrapped up in doing his shtick. So sometimes, you yeah. know, he he gets crazy. I mean, and uh, yeah, like I said, I, I watch a lot of Blues games just because you know I seem to just follow them on the West. And the guy they're announcing, whether it's on the radio or television, they do really good. And I tell you what, Pang does a nice job for them. Yeah, yeah Darren Pang's good. Yeah, and they have a and nice the radio broadcast is great too. I mean, for the Rangers, it's good. I mean, yeah, get the radio. Oh, I Ken, I like, yeah, I like Kenny, and I like I love Dave. So. <laughs> I really like Dave Maloney. Dave Maloney is is brutally honest, and that's what I like. He's like it's like listening to Carl Banks do Giants games. Yeah, brutally absolutely. honest. Yep, and and that's what you want. You don't want right. them to you know puff it up for you. Yeah, I don't want sugarcoating. If they stink, tell me they stink. Tell me why they stink. Don't give me the, oh, Joe, just can't get well, that, it going. Well, that was the thing in the Detroit game. Now, I know Detroit's got a pretty good record, okay? But they started off with that game. This is how they were breaking it down. You know, Detroit likes to skate. They're a good skating team. Rangers got to watch out here. Now, to me, that's what the Rangers want. The Rangers are right. a skating team. They don't want to be – if they were physical, that would be a problem for the Rangers. But if you're skating with the Rangers, uh, what am I supposed to be? I mean, uh, be uh, scared to death by, uh, you know, uh, Kevin DeKaiser or whatever the hell the guy's name is or, uh, <laughs> or uh, Gustav Nyquist. I mean, uh, I know I – mean, 
we got we got fast guys too who could score too. Let's go up and down the ice. I know Jimmy Howard's having a good year. We had the camster there, right? Let's. But they made it seem like, oh, you better watch out. Like you know, it was the Oilers and Curry and Gretzky and uh, Paul Coffey. I mean, like, they're not. Yeah, they're not world beaters. But of course, they have to paint. They've been doing that lately. Is they've been painting the other team as like. This is what happens when the Rangers get mediocre. Everybody becomes super. They never blame the Rangers. They want to keep their jobs, which I understand. So yeah, I know. Uh, and for me, I'm I'm I am waiting for the Rangers to turn the corner. It, it will probably happen. We just don't know when. Hopefully, it's soon. Well, there's some guys that need to wake up. Chris Kreider's got to wake up. Uh, Zuccarello's got to get things going. Uh, you know. Yeah, I got Crowder on my fantasy team, and luckily he hasn't killed me because I, I'm, he's all upset because I have Nash. <laughs> ah, well, then you're rocking. Do you have Keith yeah. Yandel on that fantasy team? No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Yandel. Everybody wants Keith Yandel. I, don't I got know. Keith I mean, Yandel and Shane Doan. I t- you don't I play. This, I still think Saul's going to get uh, traded because – I have no, a fan, I have a fantasy hockey team. Yes, I do. You do. I have three. You don't have fantasy have football, but you have fantasy hockey. I have. Hey, I'm in my it, I was, team. I my fantasy football. So. <laughs> I have by the great Nick Tertilli. If I would join his fantasy hockey league, and Keith McElroy and I, despite our numerous protests against it, agreed to join, and we are both in. All Not in, close. baby. Yeah, it's been great. I have three weeks and I think, to go my fantasy. I think Keith and I are the last place teams. <laughs> oh, God. I'm in first currently. So, Actually, I'm in my I, fantasy football league, and we're playoffs finished this week, and I'm playing for the championship for the first time ever. So, And now, uh, is this a money league? Is this something? Yes, whatever? it is. Yeah, it's a money league. And we're just an uh, ESPN league. Huh? What, how, uh, what is oh, the uh, grand it's, prize? It's, a lot of fish bankles? It's a few hundred bucks. Oh. Well, as you know, I, I don't know if I mentioned on the show, but I'm probably in one of the longest-running fantasy football leagues of all time. Uh, the fantasy football It's like 30 years, I, right? Over 30 years. 1983. Wow. I have yet to win a championship. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm in two leagues. The other one's been going on for 20 years. And if Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson can continue their obliteration of the NFL, I will be the winner of $900. Hey, wow. Jordy Nelson, Jordy Nelson is the big. reason I ended up in the championship game on Monday for Monday night. Ah, because you got that big bomb. Yeah, I have him and I have uh, Crosby on my on my team. So the kicker. Mason Crosby. Anyway. Yep. We digress into football fantasy and everything. Yeah, all right. So, I, I I heard for Stall they wanted the Sakaris from Carolina. I've heard that. I've even heard Dustin Buffalo. Where did that come? Yeah, I don't I know. Mean, who knows? But I don't. I do not see him. I do not see him. Uh, I've also yeah, seen a number seven pick. That was from close to the Crazy Greek. <laughs> nice. Seven yeah. pick, a six. Now. <laughs> I am not. Uh, I am not an expert when it comes to the New York City subway, so I'm just. I'm just throwing this out here. But it looks like if you are coming from the World Trade Center, 
that you could just take the uptown R train, get off at uh, uh, 14th Street, and it's a four-block walk to Percy's Tavern. Uh, I'm just looking here how to get there from the from the garden. I, like I said, I'm I'm not a subway expert, so I'm gonna take the advice I'm of not. others. Uh, yeah, I'm not a Manhattan dude. Um, let's see. Train-wise, looks like it's a two-train ride from the garden. I guess they take the the N or the R. And then you take another train here or something. I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anyway. All right. <clears throat> All right Howie, thanks for checking in. Hey, no problem. And we get Dylan McElrath to show up. We'll chant Boston in space. Doesn't think he's got nothing better to do. And uh, actually, if you're if you're friends with Colin Cosell on Facebook, and I think most of us are in the group, you might even check with him because I did believe he said it's um, it's. I did believe. I do declare. <laughs> I do declare. I did that, believe. I do believe that he said there are uh, that that there's parking in the area if you chose to drive into the city on a Saturday afternoon. So get there, however you have to get there. Just get there. It's New York City. There's subways, there's buses, there's cabs, there's rickshaws, there's rental bikes, there's, uh, you know, shoe leather express, whatever you got to do. Uber, get that Uber app and you get those drivers that take you to run you over there. Whatever you got to do. Hitchhike. It's all right. That, that's in every contract. That's, that's exactly. what they call a sanity clause. <laughs> you can't fool me. There ain't no sanity clause. Well, you win the white carnation. <laughs> never stops being funny never ever stops being... you know speaking of that and i know we're off the subject here but who gives a shit uh i and i know i know eddie you're not a, a big fan but the other night was um the i love lucy christmas special and what wow. cbs has done now is they take a i guess they do this every year they show the christmas episode and they take a classic episode and colorize it and then show that after the Christmas episode. And the colorization is amazing. It's so much better than it was you know, oh. 20 years ago when they now, first wait. came up with this technology. Now, now, CBS did an I Love Lucy Christmas special? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I Love Lucy was originally on CBS. Yes, it was. So it's just, I, I didn't even know there was a I Love Lucy Christmas special that they play this every year or is this yep yes every yeah. year yep. it was it, it was only it, it it's not it was only within the last 15 or 20 years that they started showing it i don't think it had been seen in a long time and then i don't know you know it's one of those things where they find it in a in a basement somewhere and uh um, oh. but yeah no, it's, I, it, I would watch that i would watch that uh, maybe i'll download it I and then they that. took I, the uh, uh, sorry to interrupt. They took the classic episode uh, in the Chocolate Factory and colorized it and then showed that after. And my daughter watched it with me and even she was laughing. Even she was <laughs> laughing. She got a kick out of it. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not a super fan of I Love Lucy. I like it. Right. Well, I, I know Honeymooners came. You're more of a Honeymooners guy than I Love yeah. Lucy. I know that. But I don't mind Lucy. Even that second show she had, the Lucy show. 
my wife watches that. They have that on one of the cable networks out here. See, I didn't. I I I wasn't a fan of anything she did after I Love Lucy. Any of her it's shows. Actually, it's actually. I mean, it's not I Love Lucy, obviously, but it's not bad. Because some of that stuff is really bad, like you know, from that era. And a lot of it, a lot of her, the shows that she did after I Love Lucy were just rehashed. I Love Lucy. You know, she'd use the same premises. Right. You know, here's Lucy. And, uh, I mean, it was like the same, you know, same plot. You know, she gets stuck in a washing machine or, you know, she's out on a ledge somewhere or something like that. And to me, the show, it just wasn't the same without Desi Arnaz. I think he was, I always thought he was very underrated. Well, go start a fan club. What can I tell you? <laughs> go start a Facebook group. Go start a sure Facebook group. There is one. There probably I'm is. Sure, I'm sure there is. Oh, boy. No. <laughs> oh, Joe. All right. Oh, Joe. Are we we've done? Yeah, we've got, got enough of this. Yeah. Enough All right. This. Hold on. Before you go, let's take a quick look at the at the schedule again. Uh, let's see. There's a game Saturday. That's in Vancouver. That's John Tortorella uh, Appreciation Night. Right. Uh, so, so you know that'll be an emotional night. Keep your fucking discipline here now. Thank you, John. Appreciate you being here. Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday. Right. So why we will? How about Edward? We will. How about we'll come back? Finish him. He's a good player, but don't shit your pants on him. Don't shit your pants on him. How about we'll come back Monday night? Monday night sounds good. Exactly, because Wednesday night I'll be I'll be packing and getting ready for the big flight and that whole bit and so. So we will see you guys Monday night, 9 o'clock. Get ready. Make your plans and be at that viewing party. All right. Good night, Howie, thank you for being here. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, Howie. Take care. Take care. Yeah, all right. All right, guys. Yeah, right. What is he like? He blew us all there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> don't go over. I don't care. I don't care. God, his stand-up is terrific. All right, Edward, always a pleasure. I will talk to you Monday. Blue shirt on the radio is all I know. I'm a Ranger fan, so my dick is in the dirt.